Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power and Listen podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today I speak with Kristen Dunsmore. We have a really fun conversation all about how we got started in coaching and why we chose the coaching career path. And then also just what makes a good coach, what makes an ideal client. So good stuff. I think it's more of a deeper dive um, of the last episode I just recorded, which is all about how to have good communication with your and coach. So it's a fun conversation. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you know when we're dropping new episodes. Make sure you are sharing it with a friend and please do leave a five-star rating and review. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Stop what you're doing unless you're driving the car. Leave that five-star rating and review. Really appreciate it and it helps us get the podcast out to more people. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. I'm back with Kristen again, Kristen Dunsmore. We're going to have a fun conversation about coaching and ideal clients yeah. and how we got into coaching and what makes a good coach, et cetera. What's up? And all things coaches. <laughs> you feeling good today? I'm feeling great. How are you doing? It's a good day. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. It's like... Yeah starting to hit me that I'm close to competing like you know like when you finally get that oh I'm oh. getting close I'm like yay now I'm starting to get a little excited so. it's hitting you oh yeah how are you feeling I feel great like yeah good, and I'm just chilling I just go into the gym train it goes well I go home and then work <laughs> that's my day yeah <laughs> nice that's awesome are you excited to compete I'm starting to get excited I don't ever get excited really until like now because I'm four basically four weeks out now so this yeah. is like okay it's really there like my coach and I are talking about like what we want to do I'm like oh my god the conversation's starting like yeah you're so. competing as a 63 or six, 67. 67.5 67.5 yeah oh nice do you have to cut weight or anything so I am finally walking around 152 because I struggle to keep my weight up so I dropped down to 149 for a bit but oh my actually, gosh! My coach was like, <laughs> I was like, because I don't my squat <laughs> need to be at least one fifty one, or my squat immediately changes. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. So my weight is perfect. I'm intentionally at one fifty two, so I can intentionally cut three and a half pounds. That's exactly what I want. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I'm so I guess with that said, how did you get into from the athlete to being the coach? I didn't let me you want to be a coach. So for me, I was already personal training when I was mm-hmm. like, I think 18. And that's sophomore in college. Yeah, I like started doing group training, some personal training, because I just found it interesting because people who don't know, I got my degree in exercise science. Um, so I was just like, I didn't know anything about what exercise science meant. I just knew I liked exercise. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. well, I'm in school because my mom and dad said go to school and the word exercise is in this major. So it sounds like yeah. I'm now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but just to fast forward, I didn't start online coaching. What year was it? It was basically right after I won Junior World. It's 2018. That was 2018. Oh, wow. I, yeah. Because I was already, I was like 21. So yeah. I started to do a little bit of online coaching, but it was a really slow growth. It was like from probably 2018 all the way up to 2020, 
I had <laughs> like I got up to like maybe seven online clients and they were like friends who like went to my gym yeah. who gave me a chance I was charging like 50 bucks you know like <laughs> that's, something. that's what I learned a lot of people say you want to start out with helping out your friends for free I say help out your friends for a very low rate because they won't even take you seriously or listen to you at all if it's zero dollars but you can't yeah. be charging low coach rates when you don't know because I didn't know what I was really doing you know like I like knew yeah. no I was like I understand programming I've had an online coach myself for years but like, I didn't really yeah. miss like how to progress to one strength really well besides like okay we're gonna squat bench and dough a few times a week and we're gonna figure this out you know what I mean like just that was not that yeah. great at the beginning so and and even with an exercise was it exercise science with mm-hmm. your degree right and even with that degree it doesn't necessarily teach you how to be a power lifting coach specifically no. right like all of my <laughs> education so when I first started what did I read so I did read Jugger, Chad Buster Smith's book. So I the first book yeah. for powerlifting. And I was just reading books. Like, uh, what's the other one? What's that try? That try phase method book? I think that's what it is. Oh, um, he was the Panther strength and conditioning. No, triphasic. Um, oh, God, what was his name? I can't remember, but I was just reading strength and conditioning books. Like, that's what I was yeah. everything off of. So I probably yeah. got six, seven books. And then I did one thing that helped me because I graduated. What year did I graduate? I was 20 and 27. What did that make me? <laughs> what year was I? 2018? No, 2018 is already graduated. So I think 2017 I graduated. I think 2017. Okay. Um, but like I did an internship with people for personal training slash physical therapy and the people yeah. who were doing that like they were at least really into the idea of powerlifting they weren't powerlifters but, like they cared about their warmer backs so like they were giving me a lot <laughs> of recommendations like I was learning from them but at the end of the day yeah. like I was kind of taking strength and conditioning and just trying to force it into just straight powerlifting like I had to do a conditioning yeah. a lot and I was like you know it's probably a lot more than it needs to be but that's what I knew yeah so yeah but yeah, it was 2020 when the pandemic hit and I was like, you know what? I, I already really like online coaching. At this point, I'm starting to get a grasp at it. At this point, the seven people I do have, they're all competing and getting stronger and progressing. And in-person was literally taken away where it was illegal to keep illegal for me to keep paying my clients in person for a while. And that's when I was like, oh I'm going all in uh, online. So 2020, went all yeah. in online because I already liked it. And I was like, I'm just going to keep educating myself as much as I can. And I'm so thankful now we have so many people educating, like YouTube, mm-hmm. like powerlifting now with the coaches over at USAPL. That's incredible information. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much to learn now that if you want to be a good powerlifting coach, there's no excuse to not be like educating yourself on a weekly basis. Like, yeah. Leave now. Yeah. But, and that's changed, I feel like, in the last couple of years because when I started coaching, uh, I want to say it was end of 2014, 2015, and there wasn't the information available that is available today. Mm-hmm. And I would do the same thing where I would just, um, you know, I'd be going online because I was in school too. I think I had another semester left of grad school or two semesters left, I can't remember. But it was more exercise physiology, cardiac rehab, um, cardiovascular system, you know, all that. Like, it wasn't really relevant to to strength training. 
And so I kind of the same thing that you did where I'm just reading books and going online. And at the time, I think it would be like T Nation. Um, oh God, what were some other? Juggernaut a lot. Um, what were some other like Brett Contreras he had because he was like kind of into lifting at the time. So I'd read a lot of his Mystery. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I actually kind of fell into coaching because I had competed in nationals 2014 and this was in Aurora, Colorado. And it was the 63 kg class. I think I placed third, but there was maybe 16 girls in total. And so it just kind of shows you there's no prime time session. I think uh it was over the course of maybe two or three days, but it, it, it's just cool to see how far it's grown from my first competition to now. And after that meet, I actually, uh, do you know who uh, the strength guys and Jason Tremblay is, right? Of course. Yeah. Taylor Atwood's uh, coach. So he actually reached out to me. I guess he had heard that I was in school and he's like, would you be interested in, in coaching? <laughs> I mean, I've never thought about it, but, you know, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and um, so I applied and I got the job. And that was my first official uh, coaching position. And I think I was there for, I was there for a, a, almost a year, I want to say. Um, but at the time, it was kind of like just PDF format where we would just it wasn't interactive. There wasn't like a Google doc. I mean, there must've been Google docs, but we weren't using it. So we would just, I would create a program, save it as a PDF file and send it. And then the athletes would print it out and, you know, write on this piece of paper. And then I don't know, like submit it back into uh, <laughs> like an email. And it was probably the most inconvenient way to do it. So it just kind of shows you like how far and no one was measuring, um, like, I guess we were, like, tonnage and stuff like that. It was just kind of writing a program, right? And you do, like, here's three sets of eight at 65% of your max or whatever, you know, program. Um, and then, yeah, then I was introduced to Chad at uh, the Arnold one year. And he, like, I wasn't being coached at that point. Um, I didn't really have an official coach. So he was like, hey, let me coach you. And it kind of transitioned from there. So fast forward, I worked with Juggernaut for about five years until uh, 2021. And uh, after that, I just kind of decided that it was time to to do my own thing. But it was really cool because I kind of got different perspectives from from different coaches and I think that's important uh when you're becoming a coach yourself is you know you take these ideas from different people that you look up to uh different coaches and you kind of blend it and mold it to make it your own little flavor per se and I think one of the things about being in school is that we're forever students and you realize the importance of how important it is to continue learning even after you graduate. So now you probably have, you know, a powerlifting now subscription or these new, you know, you're, you're still consistently learning. And even today, it's like, I'm still learning new things or I'm still trying to learn new ways to, to fix my technique. And as a coach, I think that's 
huge, you know, to, to be able to be open-minded and to change your way of thinking. Yeah, I agree with that because <laughs> you have to always be learning because there are some people who don't believe that. And like, you can see like some stuff they do is like, hmm, we come farther than that. Like this might be a little outdated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe try some of the newer stuff. Yeah. Um, this but... is so 2018. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but overall though, it's like, just like you said too, like on top of educating yourself with like videos and the stuff people are putting out there, like what's really giving me a lot of value is creating connections with other coaches and then literally yep. kind of having like those coaches where like it's something like if I have an athlete, I'm like, yo, I've tried this, this and this and like this is not, I'm not getting the result I want. I will literally go to, like my coach Bradford and be like, hey, can we get on the call? And I'll like give him everything I've done in detail, show him what's happening and then he will help me out. And if you have that kind yeah. of thing where someone else can look over what you're doing and you're not like, the person who's like, no, I have to do it all by myself and no one, like, that you're going to get so much farther. Because there is no shame whatsoever oh. for help and then you can help them because it's another, another Yeah. Way. Yeah. No, 100%. And I'm always a big proponent of even a coach should have a coach because you know how you are, right? Like, you can give your athlete the best advice possible, but when it comes to your own training, you still have that athlete mindset, right? So if training doesn't go how you want it to, you still get upset, even though you know, hey, it's just one day of training. And you would tell your athlete, hey, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, it's just one day, probably a lot of other outside stressors, but the the athlete comes out in you and you're like, oh my God, I still had a bad training day. And so having that other person to kind of reflect on and, um yeah, kind of if you're troubleshooting with your own athletes, I think that's super important. And they might be able to give you a perspective that maybe you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Exactly. You know, I'm the same way though. Like coaches, most coaches should have coaches. Obviously, some people yeah. like breaks and like work work with just themselves, which you can learn a lot there too. But like for me personally, mm -hmm. if like ask some like some new athletes, like, oh, you have a coach? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't have a coach forever. Like, I can't. Like, you have me on my own. Yeah. You run myself into the ground and kill myself by accident because I just yeah I don't know I, I can't be objective I just can't with just myself it's impossible yeah yeah and it's also like I don't want to think about it I have to think about other people's training when it comes to mine I just want to be told what to do mm -hmm. you know I just tell me what to do I will do it we can troubleshoot if needed but I want to take yeah for my own training I just want to just just lift right I don't want to have to think about the the in and outs of why I'm doing what I'm doing and um yeah I think having another coach or another outside perspective is always going to be important no matter like who you are like where you are in your journey you'll see some of the best lifters have a coach even if they're coaches themselves I agree and you are correct <laughs> yeah. so Going off of that, let's talk about what we believe makes a good coach. Because, oh, man. yeah, we already dove into like constantly educating yourself. I think that's huge. You want a coach who yeah. you can tell they're going out of their way to learn more, or like you know that they are someone who is known for talking to other coaches, in my opinion. Yeah. Like me, when I chose Brad Clear as my coach, I chose him in 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. I was going to ask, what made you reach out to Brad? Brad. So basically, I before him, I worked with Matt Cronin. And when I was working with Matt Cronin, 
um like I was like so all over the place like with my personal life like I had like three different locations yeah, yeah. at gym and like there's our stuff going on like I did not have it together so I Matt I was not a good client <laughs> I was the client who sent in the check-ins late and then was upset to not get a response fast enough but I sent it in late every single week and then I would go into the gym with two hours of sleep and, and like on like six like shots of espresso and wonder why <laughs> didn't go well that was my training didn't go well yeah, yeah that was me like 2019 so but then the pandemic hit and like I was mostly an in-person trainer so when I was told you're not allowed to go to the gym to train your clients I was like well hi Matt I need to take a break I lost all my money so I can't be <laughs> um and then fast, yeah so fast forward like probably five months I was like okay I'm ready to get back to having a coach and Brad had already handled me at like two or three big meets where Matt um set me up with him himself because he couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And I just loved yeah. how attentive he was to me and how easy it was to talk mm-hmm. to. He's also a more laid back coach, like in the sense that I can send him videos, but there's not like a specific day I have to send every single thing, which is funny because with my clients, I'm like definitely more, a little bit more stricter with it. But I need <laughs> that coach for me, I need the coach like, yo, text me anytime I might take more to get back to you if you text me at like two in the morning which I'm not going to text you in the morning but like you know I mean like he's a bit more laid back in that way and he's also very caring and attentive and I knew he was linked to like Marcellus he was linked to Sean Collins uh he was linked to Steve Novi. like those are coaches that I also knew of that I looked up to so I'm like okay so you have people who are like in your corner who you talk to so I know you're constantly learning so that's why I went to Brad mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and magic ever nice. since oh that's good yeah and I I think you know going back to what to look for in a coach uh education obviously and even if they're or at least they're actively learning and trying to learn and willing to you know admit when hey maybe this wasn't correct uh even though at one point maybe I thought it was but based off of like new research has come out or what we know now being able to change your way of thinking uh, but then also, I think, like you said, is having a relationship with your coach. And some people might do better with more of a strict regimen who, you know, a coach is like very, very on top of them. Or, you know, there's some athletes who may not do well with that kind of coach and may feel discouraged or intimidated. And maybe they want someone who's uh, a little bit more lax in their coaching. And so, uh, that kind of comes down to like personality, right? And so just having a coach who you connect with, who, um, you know, in my mind, I consider like a lot of my athletes and clients, like a friend, right? I mean, where at the end of the day, I'm their, their coach, but I don't want them to look at me as like this authoritative figure, right? Like I'm not, I'm not going to yell at you if you miss a training day. Uh, I realize that you know, things happen in our life. If it happens, you know, in at the end of the day, powerlifting is is still a hobby for 99% of the people. Like if life gets in the way, that's okay. And maybe there's other athletes who want a coach to be like, no, you have to be, you know, go to the gym, you can't miss a date. And yeah, it just, it kind of comes down to that, the, the personality. And, you know, if you feel that connection with your coach, which is going to be different person you know 100 yeah. and it's absolutely <laughs> like so you know sean collins barbells and cats i think that's his ig handle like he was doing a q a like yeah. two or 
months ago, maybe. And someone asked me, like, what would you say is like your big your biggest shortcoming as a coach or something like that? And he was like, I think it's the fact that like I'm such an introvert that the way I run my business is I have very specific hours where I will talk to you. And then also I do like a weekly check-in where I give you everything at once because I can't handle constantly talking to my clients every single day at whatever time. Yeah. Right. And like that yeah. works, that works so well for him. And he's like a fully booked coach. And for me, I kind of had a mouth like that years ago, but I hated it because I need to see someone's training throughout the week. And I need to get your constant feedback yeah. on how you felt that day. Or this big summary at the end of the week just makes me want to kill myself because you gave me too much information. <laughs> and now by the time I get to client number 10 for their check-in, I feel bad for client number 10 because my brain hurts now. So I don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be the best person for me. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, 24 are different. And like, if I still yeah. have that type of like training style or coaching style, I probably wouldn't have all the clients I have currently because they really yeah. like me. I've changed my training style. Most of them to my knowledge like it yeah <laughs> so, you know, so like personality differences like you might be a great coach and just not match with someone and that's totally fine and coaches yeah. have to realize that yeah. it's okay like I've had people get on the call with me like to work with me it's this is very rare because by the time you get to me you kind of know enough about me you probably talk to my athletes but like every once in a while I have to be like you know what I don't think you'd be the best fit because I think the way that you want to communicate with me is not quite what I want and I'll explain my communication if they're like, you know, hey, like, I, I'm just so busy, I can maybe, I'll give you everything on Saturday, all of it on Saturday. And yeah. I'm like, you might just want someone else, because I'm telling you, this is, you're not going to get as much of, of me as you really can, if this is how you have to do it, when I know coaches who yeah. love that and love that format. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's, it's all about, I mean, basically shopping around, <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> to like be different. honest. Yeah, you got a date and you know things don't work out and that's fine and you know you find someone who you connect with and that's the same thing. I like that. Coaching is like dating. You just you got to find that coach, right? Yes. I'm <laughs> And I always it's always funny like I don't know how you feel when like if a coach um like I've had people who are like I feel so bad like if they're leaving another coach or thinking about leaving their coach and they're kind of afraid to tell them to tell their coach because they're afraid that they're going to get offended and I'm just like well number one you should tell them two you shouldn't feel like guilty about it and three the your coach should be understanding right like it does happen it happens with everyone and same thing where maybe it's just you know our personalities don't connect and hey like no hard feelings right like if you want to go with Solana she's a great coach I you know fully support that you know maybe we just our personalities didn't vibe um but I always feel bad for clients where like my coach is going to be so upset I'm like well that sucks <laughs> I agree like, I think it, <laughs> that is like it's two things number one you could yeah. be dealing with an immature coach potentially yep who I think it's an immaturity out. issue yes because yep. I've had that before not talking about Matt, just to make that clear to everybody. <laughs> I will not mention that <laughs> prior because I had some not so great for me coaches prior to him um, and prior to Brad. But like I've had the the bad quote unquote breakup where I'm like, hey, I think I need to just go to someone else to maybe it's a better fit for me. And it did not go well. And I'm like, I was paying you. So I'm like, there. <laughs> like, this was a service. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. But I have 
clients who like because we're coaches like people will leave you i've had clients literally be like i'm i've been scared to tell you this for a couple of weeks now but i have something blah blah going on i just need to take a break from coaching they're so scared i'm like bro i'm the least scary coach like this is you freaking out in your head uh, all by yourself yeah. i've done nothing ever to make you think i'll be angry because in the year and a half we've been together i've never once yelled i've never once been upset mm-hmm. <laughs> so like sometimes it's just a person freaking out it's like okay well you gotta throw some balls all right um let me know say it, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine yeah. it's always hard it's never easy you know like you say it's like you break you go through a breakup it's never easy but it's a lot like harder in your head and when it actually happens it's like number one there's that relief and two like oh it wasn't so bad I guess so yeah. a lot of the time I can't say every time because <laughs> we, we yeah. both have bad experiences in the past <laughs> yes I agree um I think also a big thing to be a good coach is to get as much info as you can about the client's life outside of coaching or outside of working out and training because like the program I write for my master's two athletes who has three kids and one of them is like 15 so you have to drive them all around the world because they can't drive yet and you know what I mean like and found them two dogs and a full-time job and this is for fun Versus my 26-year-old client who lives by herself and literally all she cares about is powerlifting and going to work. So she's like, she's like, powerlifting is my second job. You know, like, that's like, yeah. there are two different people. So like, I had to pay more attention yeah. to the life factors for one person, right? And I had to adjust yeah. that changes the intensity of the program overall. So like, that's huge where sometimes people just don't pay attention enough. And then it's like, well, mm-hmm. if things aren't going well, if you're not diving into what's going on outside the gym, it's going to be hard to figure it out. Yeah, no, totally. That goes into, I guess, like the, you know, when people talk about specificity and individual differences and like the athlete response to training, uh, I think that also goes into like the athlete's lifestyle. And kind of like you said, the, 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 the soccer mom who has to drive her children around her training is going to be very different than the 26 year old who, you know, all she has to focus on is, is lifting weights right and I'm always of um I guess more of like a a bottom up approach to to training and then this is I guess what we'll get into like the template and power lift um like one-on-one stuff is uh kind of adapting to the athlete and the best program in the world you like on paper right like they're a program is is a program. I mean, yes, there's going to be some caveats and, you know, some might be a little bit better than the other, but when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter how perfect that program is on paper. If your athlete can adhere to it, then it's not going to be the perfect program. And that's how I kind of look at it. So if it doesn't fit their lifestyle, it doesn't matter how awesome of this program that you created, because if the athlete can't follow it, then it doesn't matter. That is so true. And like that goes directly with when we talk about more like who's the ideal client. Like if the client has yeah. very realistic expectations, it will go well. If the same client mm-hmm. you just mentioned, who is like, you know, <laughs> I'm busier and like I want coach yeah. want them to bench five times a week. I'm like, this is what we need, but they can't physically go to the gym five times a week. Okay, great. But be aware you're going to progress slower because you have other responsibilities and do not be upset when we go into your next meet and you didn't get the 30 kilo total PR you wanted, but we got 10, which is still great. 
Like you have to just be realistic. And a lot of people are looking because social media. So you look at certain people or uh, like, don't, I won't say this happens often. I have very mature clients, but every once in a while, they'll talk about how like they see like, like this for like me this past year, I've been making decent jumps to my total, which is better than the past like nine. Okay. <laughs> so it took years <laughs> to figure out everything. Yeah me and like you know I should I should be PRing my bench every single time I go on the platform I'm like I hear you I really do but like not everyone's gonna have that like the phenomenal every single meet boom 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 it's like sometimes one lift is lagging a bit and we're adjusting and there's an experimental phase and like me and Brad had a lot of experimental phases where and a lot of them resulted in me failing two deltas per meet for like three meets in a row so, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't peaches and rainbows, bro. Like, <laughs> like a while. <laughs> what, did, um, what did you guys troubleshoot for that? Did you figure, like, for my did you change anything? So, just yeah. to be fair to Brad, before I had Brad, I was having issues with my deadlift anyways. Um, we had mm. biggest thing was, it sounds so easy, so it's crazy. We learned that at Mega Nationals last year. I just need to take really big jumps. Like, okay. I need, like, Re- 15 to 20 kilo jumps from my attempts. It can't be <laughs> seven and a half. No. Like, that's too... I'll be gassed. Like, I need, like, big... Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we did not realize that. But also, he did adjust... Uh, what else did we adjust? Basically, as I get closer to competition day, I always used to squat before I deadlifted twice a week. But as I get closer, like, eight weeks out... We make it so I don't squat right before I deadlift because I have to get more momentum going and to like lift heavier loads before I get to the platform. Mm. You can't do that for too long because then my deadlift is going to be going off too well and then it dives out and it fizzles. So I have to be like training deadlift irony fatigue for a long time and then take the fatigue away once I get closer to me. We used to train with the squat before deadlift the entire time. And then like we couldn't even see my deadlift really was because I was so tired from the squat. I don't think I realized how tired I was from the squat either. Like, I was like, man, that's, like, yeah. I until we took it away, because I was like, yo, I want to try this. Like, I told Brad, like, I want to try a deadlift before, like, a deadlift that's not after I squat. And all of a sudden, I was like, yo, I feel really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it makes it hard, because, uh, you know, like, in a meet, the deadlift comes after the squat. And so I think majority of coaches are going to prescribe the deadlift afterwards, because you're never going to compete in a meet not in a semi-fatigued state but for some people maybe you just need uh that momentum and that um like confidence to like hey I've, I've pulled this in training so I know that what I'm capable of uh and maybe it's just like a yeah it comes down to like a, a mental barrier that you just need that confidence of like holding that weight in your hand beforehand yeah it's so interesting because just like you said like we always deadlift after we squat in the competition mm-hmm. but like I'm realizing for and for some people it depends like there is a lot of power in fatiguing them before a deadlift but then strategically removing that fatigue and like it's just yeah. hard to like pinpoint and troubleshoot like who that's for and who it's not for and the crazy thing is like, mm-hmm. I don't even deadlift anything near to what I do on a platform still in training but <laughs> like nowhere near like, at all but like removing that made such a difference regardless yeah just we going with it yeah oh that's so funny (laughs) so as far as um 
like the the template versus coaching what are your thoughts on that and you know like do you offer some like a template right or group coaching so yes for... so, offers, so I have group coaching and that one's literally that's more so for beginner you can be intermediate but my idea intermediate for that is like you've done one or two meets but you've never still mm. had personalized coaching so it's still more structured than whatever the heck you were doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like an in-between. Mm-hmm. And that's like, we all do the same program for 12 weeks, and at the end you max out. Or if you happen to sign up when you're 12 weeks out from a meet, perfect, you're set up for that meet. Um, and then I do have a template that I offer where it's basically like, it's just programming without the feedback of the daily video communication. So my thoughts on that, I hate it with all my heart and my athletes know mm-hmm. I hate it with all my heart. So I only allow that now if you work with me for a minimum of three months where we did regular, I saw your videos every single day for 90 days. <laughs> and then that's a mm-hmm. typical option you're allowed to go to. I don't even typically talk about it unless someone's like, yo, I need a small break, like financially. That's typically when I bring it up. But still, once you are within 10 weeks of competing, we have to go back to video because I need to see what's happening. <laughs> so I, I hate yeah. it with all my heart. <laughs> I'm saying it's, it's a strong word. I really do hate this option because I do. <laughs> because like, it just makes it harder for me to make an accurate program for you unless your communication is super excellent. And it's hard to have that excellent communication when I can't see any videos. So you can like write in the client yeah. feeling, like I have one athlete right now, She's like, yo, my back is like all of a sudden it hurt when I did my sumo deadlift. I'm like, I really wish I could see that deadlift. <laughs> like, and so now I'm like doing other stuff and like we're adjusting around it. But like I'm and she's like maybe gonna see a Cairo just to see because like she's like, I never had this weird feeling in my back before. But I'm like, I really mm. wish I could adjust the positional thing. I literally don't know. I literally don't know. And you agreed to something where I can't look at it unless you are paying the rate that I charge for video. So like, yeah. it, that's what makes me not like it. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I can speak, right. So like, and I only have like three or four people on it and I don't really offer it out. So that's my phone is in that one. Got it. <laughs> Strict Got it. feelings. And then I love video communication every single day. <laughs> my typical offer that do I you, offer. Do you do uh loom? Yeah, I'm back to Loom, um, but basically how I run my regular coaching is I use WhatsApp and you send me the videos of your training throughout the week, and I respond to you via WhatsApp if I want to, like, give you a technique response. I'm like, here, this is what you need to tweak, this is what you need to fix, or an audio response, something like that, and then you also turn in a weekly check-in that has questions about, like, your outside life, so I can see all about that, yeah. too, and on top of that, I use Loom only for when it's the end of the block. And I'm like, all right, here's a recap of the whole block. And I'm like going through it so you can see your program. Here's a new program. Here's why I adjusted this. Here's what we're doing. So that's what Loom is for. Okay. I like that. More details. Re- I can see your lips. So it's just so much. Yeah. I used I use Loom kind of sporadically. Um, because most of my like because I kind of do the same thing where I don't have like a I do have a check-in, but it's not like a you have to have this check-in in by Sunday at noon. Um, but I do have like an end of the week check-in and then usually it's commenting throughout the week. Right. And um, I'll usually, it's just a text or I'm typing something out on Instagram or WhatsApp or uh, text message. And then if it's something a little bit more 
pressing that needs a little bit more than just like a, a nice little text. I'll use like the loom. The loom has been phenomenal. It's been awesome. Um, allow, you know, cause it's nice to like see the coach's face too, right? You're like, Hey, I actually exist. And you know, this isn't just someone else who's like <laughs> writing programs for you. Um, so that's been super helpful. I'm now but. obsessed with Loom just because of the, the AI they added. So like when I do the end of block summary, like they summarize everything I said in like one small little paragraph. And it's like, here's the highlights. Of the oh. This is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do they just started that, right? Like recently. Well, I only got back to Loom like a month and a half ago because I was having like issues with my laptop. I think it was looking at my laptop. So I don't know when they started. Mm-hmm. It took a break for like six months because I thought Loom was making my laptop crash, but it was a bad laptop <laughs> not not loom did you get did you get a new laptop i needed a new battery and i needed to like update it and then something else <laughs> so i'm oh fine <laughs> i'm bad with technology y'all don't ask me help for computers i got freaking pickle juice on my laptop and so <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, how does, like, only a lifter, you know, it's like you've got like pickle juice or freaking mustard or some random like shit in their bag. <laughs> I have freaking pickle juice on my laptop. And so now my, the light is all like in one little corner is all like messed up, but my computer works. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll go get it fixed eventually, which I means I probably won't, but yeah. in theory, I will someday. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I waited. Until my battery lasted 10 minutes for, for the laptop turned off. I'm like, okay, now I just can't work. And I'll have now I need it. So now I have to go. Yeah. Now you don't have a choice. I'm the same way too. I'm like, I'll like use my phone till it's like in pieces. And I'm like, I can't turn it on anymore. I guess I guess I should get a new phone. <laughs> I think it's time. I'm the same. Um, but yeah, for the... I guess I don't hate templates as much as you do. <laughs> I should be less harsh about it. Um, no, no, no. I think so. My my idea on um, the template versus coaching is like when you're when you think about one on one coaching, you're paying for a service, right? Like it's not a product, and templates are a product. So when you're paying for one on one, you're paying for the service to work with Solana, right? And you want to get her expertise for feedback, for programming, the way that she coaches and like learn. And with a temp with a like template, you're just getting a program, right? And the nice thing about that is that like it's obviously more affordable because let's be honest, like we all learned during COVID that uh coaching is a luxury. It's not a necessity. And um I think that having some sort of template is probably better than using nothing at all and just going to a gym and I don't know, doing whatever machine is open. Uh-huh. So it's a little bit more uh, structured than just winging it. Um, but also, you know, you're, you get what you pay for and you're getting a program that's not really individualized to you unless you know how to, to modify it yourself. Um, but I do think it's a, it's a good option for people who just, can't really afford coaching at the moment because again it's it's a luxury and you know it can be it can be pricey so but I do think that if you're an elite or wanting to make it to the the top of the the power lifting totem pole that you're you're not going to get there with just using a template 
Yes, that. And also, I don't think you even have to want to be elite. I think, like, if you just want to do it to the best of your ability, even if you know you're not going to yeah. be a world champion someday, like, even that, too. And, like, the reason I do allow the offer is because, even though it's not my favorite, I love helping people. So, and I'm fully aware. Yeah. Like, when I first started, like, investing in online coaching, I was so broke. <laughs> I was so broke in college. So, like, that's why I offer it, because I'm, like, at the end of the day, I may not love it because I feel like I can't coach the best of my ability with the option because I just don't get as much feedback. That's why. But the people yeah, offer totally. already worked with me for at least three months. Like I care mm-hmm. about them. They care about working with me specifically versus like getting a random app for eight bucks or 10 or 12 bucks. And it's like, okay, just do some squats and do some bench at some percentage randomly. And it's not at all for them. So, mm-hmm. No, 100%. But it's cool that you offer it too, because then at least um, it's a retention thing where it's like you have that client who's still somewhat working with you. And if and when they decide to do a meet, then they, they can come back and they can hop on one-on-one coaches, one-on-one coaching. And I, I actually have like a few athletes like that who they'll like, you know, do their own thing during off season or something. And then like come meet prep. It's like, all right, I'm... <laughs> I'm back. Hey. Yeah. Oh, by the way, my meet's in three weeks. Oh no. Oh, See, nice. that's why I'd be like, you better <laughs> give me 10 weeks minimum or get away from me. Don't do that to me, bro. That's just annoying. <laughs> yeah. I've never had an athlete like a current client who's like come back, but I've had like a client who's, I don't know, like working with another coach. And then comes and they're like, should I just wait? I'm like, yeah, you should probably just wait till after you meet because I'm not going to change anything. Like at this point, you're three weeks out. (laughs) Just do what you've been doing. I've had that before. (laughs) I've had that before. And that's always rough because you're like, like if they're coming to you and they have a coach already and they're that close, you know, the coach stopped doing their job. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. you know, so, so like I've taken that on before but yeah. I have to warn them like hey just so you know like I hope we don't expect me to make a bunch of big changes and turn everything around for you like we are going to meet I'm keeping your accessories the same I'm keeping I might change the intensity because maybe I'm looking at something that's just foolishness but that's all I can do for you until you've done the, the meet so yeah I usually just tell people like at that point I'm like just just do the meet and then um we just reach out when we're when you're done because <laughs> there's nothing that I can do for you <laughs> like it's too close yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, funny what else do I have here um I think a big thing when it comes to like a client who is coachable because you want a client who's coachable they have mm. to trust you mm. <laughs> they have to trust you mm. and I don't know. I mean, again, as you work longer as a coach, you try to get people who really come to you who are going to be a better fit. That's way more often. But I know in the past, I've had people who you learn later on, they're like only half following your program and doing other stuff too. And like, <laughs> like, wait, huh? Like, what's going yeah. on? If you're going to invest in the coach, you have to be ready to try everything they say. Like, really try everything they say. And if you want to change something or you think something's not working great for you, that's the communication piece. Like, that's when you send me the email or you put it in your check-in or you send me the WhatsApp text. Like, there's so many ways to communicate with me. So there's no reason for that I should yeah. hear from so-and-so that you decided to try sumo deadlifts twice a week when you're a conventional polar five weeks off from your meet. Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> and they don't tell you all you do is see it on Instagram and you're like, minute, you're like what? or someone screenshots it because they the person put it on their close friends and you're like, they're like, is this your client? And you're like, <laughs> oh my god. I've never had someone like screenshot any of my clients to like tell on them, but I've definitely, um, yeah, like on Instagram, I'm like, what are you doing? That wasn't in the program. Where's like, what is going on? <laughs> like, what are they doing? And then, um, then I have to like send a nice message and be like, um, that wasn't on the program. And they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, I just, I don't know. My friend was doing this whatever and I decided to to hop in I'm like yeah that's not how it works yeah <laughs> and then and then later in the week they're like I don't my deadlift is going down I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. I'm like I'm getting weaker and I'm like oh it doesn't you know it wouldn't happen to be the like one arm squat you just did on Wednesday it had nothing to do with that right that was wasn't programmed that you were supposed to go like <laughs> yeah you know that that's not why your your deadlift isn't going well today. So oh my yeah, gosh. it's always fun. It's always fun. <laughs> so, like even more recently, I had somebody, and um, at the, at the moment we're not working together anymore. But like I had someone who was like, oh, on my pr- like primary bench day, like most important day, we have meat set up. We are trying. We're in prep. Oh, I decided to just do like four by four because these guys in my gym were following this program or four by four and I wanted to hop in with them so badly and literally I was like that's yeah. so much of what I had you doing except I need you to hit top set singles that you decide to skip and um we have like, <laughs> reps to do per set I'm like why couldn't you have ripped out next to these guys and done the amount of reps I said like yeah. if they would have cared <laughs> really didn't do the amount of reps they were doing so it's like <laughs> yeah like you can't be making these uh, yeah reps. Decisions. just do what you're I had uh yeah I'm gonna tell on Chelsea because she'll let me she can laugh about it <laughs> but I had her like um I think it was a it was bench right and I had her doing like six singles and she was like uh I just did one set of six <laughs> and I think it was one of those things where she posted it and I'm like what like six reps why is she doing six reps that's not in her program and that's why I like sent her a message I was like you like that was six singles and she's like yeah I just I didn't feel like having to wait I just wanted to get their thing like done and over with and I'm like yeah that's that's not how it works so that goes into I guess you know like finding a perfect program right where like I thought that Chelsea would benefit from doing these these singles um but she didn't like doing it she didn't want to do six, she'd rather do like reps so in, at that point it was like all right well it doesn't matter what I think like if she's not going to follow the program then like it doesn't it's not gonna work anyway so I ended up just modifying and it was like now I know she doesn't do singles <laughs> so I don't put them or I not singles but uh she doesn't do singles but like six singles or you know 10 sets of one or, or whatever I, I, I don't program for her because I know she won't do it <laughs> that's so funny but that's a yeah. very good point. Um, like sometimes when a client is a bit more resistant, um, it's not always just just do what I say. You know what I mean? Like you know, when you feel that way, it yeah. Can just, well, let me get the why behind <laughs> it. Maybe I need to adjust the program so it's more something that you do like, and that is really big too. Where it's like if we can talk about it, and you're again, you're both mature people. Okay, at the end of the day, as mm-hmm. a coach, your job is to try to lead them towards their goal. And, and also keep them happy if they if their goal is to have fun <laughs> during the training. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. On that. Like you might get that person <laughs> who is more elite and is like, no, but really, 
I'm gonna need you to really do this. Can be really three weeks out, and I don't care about you having fun on this Wednesday. <laughs> I'm gonna really need you to have fun on the platform when you win. If you do what I said, but sometimes, like, yeah. my clients are mostly like either local level or they're going to nationals as well, which is awesome. Yeah. If it's and sometimes it's not worlds, and it's like sometimes you guys just adjust to make yeah. fun. <laughs> I had um it's funny I had a, a lot of my clients are international ironically I've noticed um and so I have a like national lifter for his for his country and um his squats like he I just like I was like what is going on like he, I couldn't figure out why his like his primary squat day like why he was just not getting weaker but it was just like this is this is turning downward this isn't good so I'm trying to like troubleshoot and Come to find out, like the day before his primary squat day, he's got a soccer game or football, and I'm like, "Bro, what? <laughs> he's got like a 90 minute game that he's playing." And so, you know, coming out like things that you're doing outside of of training, and I'm like, "Um, you know, you should probably tell me that you're playing a full on soccer game, so I know not to like, you know, have you max off the day after." <laughs> you're like, "Bro, all I need is to do is yeah. sessions on Tuesday." And you, <laughs> yeah, and that's all I did. I just like we moved it later into the week, and and it was fine. But it's just kind of those things that like, uh, and it's not even a lack of communication. I think it's just um, it, it's not something that maybe athletes think are are relevant sometimes. Um, even just uh, like I've had like clients who are in school for like a PhD, and if I know they have a huge exam coming up like that morning I'm not going to program a full SVD session kind of thing like I might most likely will probably give them the day off and not because it's it's physically exhausting but just like the 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 mental component of like having these tests right like the last thing you want to do is like go to the gym and spend four hours working up to a top single kind of thing so it's always important like you said that that communication even if it's something that you don't think is relevant it probably is yeah and again that's like that's both ends it's like the client needs to communicate with that with the coach and also sometimes like I learned like okay weekly check-in I'm at to add more questions in here like <laughs> are mm-hmm. we I should actually I don't think I have this particular question in there but I do talk to my clients are you doing it. anything outside training <laughs> is there any <laughs> what are you doing activity that you do for fun besides powerlifting right it here so okay. I should, yes <laughs> Oh, I play soccer three times a week for 90 minutes. Oh, well, nice. that, that nice. makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think I cover everything I want to talk about. I think so, too. We made it in 58 minutes. Yeah, yo, we killed it. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking one more time. No, that's it. But overall... The summary, I love coaching. Um, love Coaching's awesome. Coaching is great. <laughs> it's okay to break up with your coach. Yes. Breakups happen. You move on. Find one that you like. <laughs> yep, find one you like. Template, templates have a place as well. So I will keep it in there as an option. <laughs> but... I strongly dislike <laughs> but I offer it because I love for the person. All right, sometimes you gotta push past yeah. the Um, but one on one video is my it's my jam. You want that? Come over here. We got you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or go to you go. Kristen, and you just rebranded. What's the name of your new company? 
Oh, I did. So it's in power lift training. Yeah. Empower lift training. Not make sure I got it. Empower lift. What's that? Not make sure I'm saying it right. Empower lift training. I like that name. Do you have like a yeah. mission statement you want to share? So I do. It's kind of it's um you know empowering people through through lifting, and the reason is that you know for me, like I got into lifting because number one, well, I think same as you is that we just exercise is fun I've always like been interested in fitness but it's kind of um you know from a, a mental side of things like lifting has really kind of shaped my my life and kind of kept me on track and so empower lift is essentially empowering people lifters through strength training because I think that Yes, lifting heavy weights is cool and it looks cool and it's fun and it feels good, but it's also empowering and it just uh, like there's a lot of uh, research on mental health and lifting weights that people probably don't even consider. So that's that's my little spiel. I love <laughs> it. Oh, I'm excited yeah. to rebrand. So yay! Thank you. I'm excited too. Yes, I will put in the show notes if you send me. Do you have a website for this? I do. I do. I just got it launched like two weeks ago. Or That's what I was asking. Like, is there a so, yes. so I'll put both in there. So, wait, I'm about to say it wrong. Empowerment. Let's <laughs> Did I get it wrong already? <laughs> yes, it's okay. I'll send you the, the link so you have it. I suck. I'm gonna make it official and get like all the t-shirts and stuff and so I can be like you know a cool coach with like the cool team right because everyone's got a team now so I gotta get a team. <laughs> Literally that when I changed my from salon and Lewis training to strength solutions I was like all right gotta get the t-shirts and now when I see my clients wear a t-shirt on online I'm like that's my freaking class. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, it's funny you say that, like, your name is Solana Lewis Training, and mine was Kristen Dunsmore Training, and so I think everybody, when you first start coaching, it's like, you know, your name, fitness, or your name, coaching, and then, like, as you grow into it, you're like, eh, I should probably not make it, you know, this is the, my, you know, like, a Solana Lewis team, it's kind of like, we should probably change this, so it's so funny that, like, you and I both kind of were like, meh probably change this <laughs> well it, it is funny and also I think there's some setbacks to having it just being your name you know yeah. like number one if you ever yes. want to work with someone or hire someone well okay great you've been hired to Solana Lewis training <laughs> I mean it's just like okay yeah. we are Solana Lewis training that are sounds we? cool yeah but I don't I'm not yeah. like and then people just refer to you like as your name they don't ever refer to you as like your coaching team and I think that's yeah exactly like as strength solutions not just for to as Solana yeah yeah and that was kind of my reason for changing too is you know like I'm not going to be competing forever right like it's just it'd be nice and I, maybe I will who knows <laughs> but you know as I get older and you want to you know hire coaches right and other people it's like yeah you don't want to be Kristen at Solana lewis.com kind of thing <laughs> and then also across my yeah. mind 
and who knows but like in a world where if i get married and if i choose to take a person's last name i'm like great so i changed my last name but now my business name is still the same and that's annoying <laughs> i cross my mind yeah that's that's true very true yeah i didn't even think of that i just i was like ah, i should probably just take my name off here so it looks cool <laughs> See, see. all right y'all well y'all thank you for listening i'm gonna have kristen on again because i love having you on <laughs> and we had great conversations hey you uh, do i like this you have an exciting guest coming you can't say it at all i know it will be announced when it's official <laughs> i'm so excited Yay. it's like 99.9 percent cool. <laughs> yes uh, but y'all, thank you for coming back and listening to the Power of Lifting podcast. Again, check the show notes to get links to both my and Kristen's coaching team. And 